This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. So I'm Teddy here, and I am pretty excited to take you down my rabbit hole. <laughs> and you know what? I know there are those people out there that get into bed every night. They think they're just going to have a casual little scroll through Instagram. And then all of a sudden, there you are. Two and a half hours later, you don't know what you've learned. You feel like you've lost a part of your life, but you've gained some real knowledge about useless information. And that's what I'm here to tell you about. We are going to go down so many rabbit holes. I'm going to bring in experts across the board. I'm going to bring in people to push me out of my judgy zone. And hopefully we're going to laugh, make fun of ourselves. And, you know, I love everybody over here at iHeart. Tanya's one of my girls. So I'm excited. And I'm sitting here today with Jillian, who is going to go down the rabbit hole with me. I'm so excited for this because everybody goes down those rabbit holes. And it usually happens for me when I have somewhere to be and I'm getting ready <laughs> and then I'll stop and I'll get situated and like fixated with something on my phone. And you just find out so much info just on these crazy topics. And you're right. Hours and hours of wasted. But you have all that info. And then you can speak on it. And, you know, occasionally people are interested. Right, right. <laughs> so we're going to save you all that trouble of doing all the research on your own. Correct. So what are we going to get into today, do you think? <laughs> One has been all of this open marriage conversation. I feel like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I, okay, first, we need to clarify some things. I had to have a little convo with my husband. If you tell me after the fact, it's cheating. <laughs> yes. I, I hate agree. to be the bearer of bad news. It's cheating if I find out. No. And I was like, also, I don't understand the idea of getting married and then having this discussion. Right. Yes. It needs to come way before. Way at the beginning. If way. you're at the yes. dating point, you're getting to that point where it's getting serious and you say, you know what? I am going to be a person that has to be with other people, but it doesn't mean anything to me or we can set ground rules or whatever it is. Okay, then I would leave. But maybe some people won't, and that's fine. But I would be one that couldn't take it. But at least then you're setting up the expectations from the beginning. Right. In regards to Thomas Middleditch, what he said, it seemed almost to me like he pitched the idea to his wife when their marriage was struggling. Yeah, and they were already married, and it was the first time that they had discussed it. And it seems like he was into it, like this is something that he wanted, but that he kind of like had to ask her about. But he kept saying... Oh, I don't know if I should share this. She might get mad. Oh, she's going to get mad. I hate to break it to you, buddy. Like, if you have to question yourself, is my wife going to be mad? She's pissed. She's already pissed that she's agreed to an open marriage to be with you. I'm sorry. Like, that is, that is if before you put the ring on it, be like, there's one little caveat. <laughs> But I did also go deeper down into the rabbit hole because at first I was like, okay, so there's, I thought everything was like swingers, but no, there's swingers, open marriage, and then polyamory. I might be pronouncing it wrong because the rabbit hole, sometimes you're not going to actually get pronunciations. <laughs> but swinging, I can almost like get on board with understanding because you're going in as a couple. You're going to pick another couple you want. I mean, I even learned from my assistant that people in her neighbor neighborhood had purple doors and that meant we're swingers. Come on in. Oh. And I was like, oh, and she goes, and then the white rocks were like, come off it. Oh. 
Oh, really? Yeah. What? Also, a black wedding band? That means you're ready. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys. I know. That's what I know. I go, I hear guys saying it so they can work out. They like that rubber band on the... Mm-hmm. Okay. I know who you are. I've got your number. There's this rumor where I live that there is one certain restaurant on Saturday nights when you go, you put your keys on the end of the table. And that's the signal to everybody that's there that you're open to this party that happens that night across the street at the hotel. So they go, some, somebody goes through, gets all the couples that are having their keys on the end of the table. Then you get the key to the hotel room and you walk in and you get a new partner for the night. What if and you're not selected? What if you're not selected? What if I put my key and nobody wanted me? We'll have to make sure that I mean, it's even. I mean, that is not... I would be so revved up if I put my key out and they just ignored me. That's a heartbreak. Like, and how if you're swinging, you always get the bad one in every couple. I don't know. I'm not interested. Oh, just in? This is huge. Gnomes at the front of your house. That also means you're ready. Oh, hi. Hey. Dr. Goldshire, is that you? It is me. So I have a couple questions. So I'm assuming you know all about the Thomas story. Middle ditch? Yes. yes. So my question is, why do you think he wanted to reveal it to the public? Hmm, that's a really interesting question. I, I have a sort of two mindsets on that. I mean, I, one could be, I mean, sort of a greater good attempt to spark a conversation and a dialogue, perhaps an interest in, like, normalizing it, which is tricky to do. Um, also, um, maybe as a celebrity, he could be outed some other way. So kind of getting ahead of it might be better for his marriage and his relationship. That's an and interesting thing. You know, I don't know. You know, it, it, deciding to be um, in that kind of lifestyle takes a certain kind of personality. So I don't know if there's a there's an ego or narcissism involved. That I was thinking a little bit he wanted to be like, I'm studly and I got my wife to agree to this. Do you think that couples are reaching to do it once they've hit trouble? Because to me, that's what I'm seeing a pattern of. Things aren't going well, so now we're going to try this. Yes. I, I, to me, it's, it's one of two things. Either people come into a relationship with that mindset and with that way of moving through relationships, meaning they uh, have a pattern and a history of either being interested in polyamorous relationships or reveal up front that that's something that they want to explore. And or I think it's hard to imagine that couples who are doing really well and feeling really stable and solid would be like, let's just add this. (laughs) This seems like an extra fun addition. (laughs) Yeah, as, as another hobby or something. So I think you're I think you're absolutely right that that folks in trouble ex- explore this as a possibility of opening something up between them. And uh, look, I mean, I, I think there's some scenarios where it can be revealing for couples, and, and I don't mean trouble-free, <laughs> but <laughs> revealing in, in terms of what couples' roadblocks are, what their vulnerabilities are, what gets in the way of them being more physically, emotionally connected. I think it can be really revealing in that regard and help people in certain situations. Yeah, you have to fight or flight. (laughs) You've got someone coming for you. (laughs) Right. 
And psychologically speaking, do you think that it, it works? You know, uh, it, it's hard to imagine that this in and of itself is going to make a relationship stronger or safer or feel more connected. So, I mean, I think like my, my short answer is probably no, but I, I think in certain scenarios where couples are distant in different arenas of their life that doing something like this is going to propel a lot of feelings into the relationship, i.e. conflict, and and maybe it gets people to talk more, to explore, um, you know, the idea of losing one another, the idea of what masks they have on in their relationship that make them, you know, more or less available. And so in that sense, I've had a few instances where couples have been able to use it as a springboard to reconnect, but not without a lot of trouble, both before and after. And and even Thomas, uh, this actor, says that they, they argue about it all the time. I mean, that's... And any time I've seen that, I've seen the same thing, because how... Because when it comes to open marriages, which is different than swinging, how are you making the rules? Like, how does it stop? Are you saying, is it happening one time? I have to approve the girl, or I want to know nothing. I mean, I just think there's so many gray areas that it's impossible to ever just feel comfortable. And, and that is absolutely one of the ubiquitous problems with folks I've worked with, and I'm sure with, with this Thomas uh, guy, that the, the rules are always fluid because you can't sort of plan for all circumstances or all feelings that are going to emerge. You think you might feel one way about it and then you feel another. Your partner promises that you won't feel jealous, that you're on board, and then the first time it happens you feel jealous and like you want to back down. I mean, it's completely unpredictable because the reason why it's so visceral for all of us is all of us have that primitive feeling of like, God, that's so vulnerable that's so uncomfortable that makes me feel so um so triggered the idea of that and no one can escape that and i also am curious it almost feels like it could be one-sided because a man may say and you know i hate to do this but i'm doing it but a man could say you know it doesn't sound too bad to me i go out and i do what i want to do and you know i come home i tell my girl about it and we're cool with it but really is a man going to be cool with his girl doing the same thing like don't worry there was three others this week but they don't mean much I'm so sure my husband would be like, go sit on the front porch and get an Uber out of my life forever. I find that it is really rare that the the power status within a relationship where this is occurring is equal. And I was thinking about it with with this actor that, of course, is a good deal for him because he's an actor and I'm sure has access to a lot of scenarios where there are a lot of women who are interested in with him and we're all talking about him and i mean i went down the rabbit hole she works on his show so there's a whole power struggle there where you know what is she gonna say that's right so this feels i mean kind of inherently uneven and and i imagine that's probably the case i'm guessing but that for him exactly what you're saying teddy that like what what's wrong with this and what what is wrong with this scenario for him but for her her access and her just position in their lifestyle is different and maybe she feels backed into a corner that this is the way that she has to keep him and I I think he said that he 
decided to introduce this paradigm after they got married. Yeah, that's, he said it saved my marriage. And that, you know, here's the thing, even if it did, and this is something you've decided as a couple, I almost think it's like disrespectful to talk about it. If you're not, if your wife's not on board about talking about it, just because you're comfortable sharing it doesn't mean that your wife, who you've negotiated after the fact with, is going to want you to share it. And she doesn't have a platform to share it either. I, I, I wish we could go down the rabbit hole with him and be like, how many times does it happen? <laughs> Were you busted once first and then it happened? Like, <laughs> I need to know. Well, it really reveals... Just in that interview, it revealed a lot about him from a psychological perspective that he would get married with the notion that they were going to be a monogamous couple and sort of immediately thereafter, it sounded like, upon getting married and making the commitment, he had a revelation that he wanted to to have this as part of the marriage. She's already invested in her future. And, And he obviously knew this going into the marriage. These aren't things that just totally shift. I get like keeping your relationship alive and that you have to work at your marriage. I've been married eight years and like it's not always a piece of cake. People will tease me that sometimes I schedule sex, but you know what? It, this is life. Um, but I do think the idea of telling somebody after the fact kind of pigeonholes them. And I mean, it led me to the point where I even started watching Why Women Kill. <laughs> because I was like, I need to understand all of the different dynamics about this. And you can totally see the different personalities of some of the women types. Not that this is necessarily real life, but there's the ones that don't want anybody to know. And they will go to all lengths to hide it and to live in a marriage that's uncomfortable. Or the one which made sense to me where her husband was gay and she loved him and he was her best friend. And once she knew, she was actually fine with it. That I could kind of, you know, I could understand versus somebody who's choosing to have relationships with somebody else other than me while they're with me and say they don't have other feelings. Well, and in that show, there's a thruple, which the woman and the man are married, and then she is allowed to date other women. This is something they've agreed on, but then they bring a woman into their relationship and become a thruple, and they all live together. And And they're both in love with the girl and not the one they're married to. (laughs) It's like a whole situation, but you totally fall for it. And then, of course, the girl's like super hot. And you're like, ah, she would be. Don't pick someone medium. Pick a 10. But no, I don't have any emotional connection to her. She's just hot, cooks, cleans, does everything for me. It's fine. My wife that ignores me and puts me down, love her. It's not going to get in the way. But I mean, that's. I mean, that's kind of where, where I am. And I really appreciate you helping us kind of figure this out because I was, like, needing to know the psyche of it all. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Glad to be part of the conversation. Okay, you guys. So I have um, one more sign that you can tell somebody's a swinger, and it's if they leave a pineapple on their front doorstep. That's also a sign. It's very weird, but it's a thing. A what real if Amazon pineapple. Fresh just left it there? <laughs> Like, I'm not looking for anything, but sometimes stuff spills out. Usually it's in a box, though, right? If it's coming from Amazon. <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, so then how does this there. work, though? Does somebody just come up to the door and knock? And I know, then just random. Say, I'm here I am. I don't know. I feel like we need to call some swingers, which I know that we are almost um, calling them soon. But before we oh, get to gonna that. Oh, they're going to love us. I have a really, really funny story. So I'm... I've been married for almost a year, but um, seven years ago when I uh, met my husband's parents for the very, very first time, um, you know, we parked outside the his parents' house, and he's like, Danielle, before you meet my parents, I have something to tell you. 
I was like, okay, well, what? And he goes, my parents are swingers. And he's like, you needed to know that before you like have dinner with them. And I was like, you're lying. <laughs> There's no way. And he's like, I swear, like, don't be awkward about it. You know, it's very he's normal. He's just telling you as you yeah. walk in. I'll be cool. Yeah. He's like, it's a very normal thing in our family. So just be cool about it. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Literally had dinner. Ne- it was never brought up. We get in the car on the way home. He's like, by the way, my parents are in swingers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, screw you. You suck. Like, <laughs> I kind of love him already. I need to go down his min- his rabbit hole. Yeah, he's a Jill knows him. He's a he's, prank. He's like, great. Prankster. That so great. is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think we have the swingers on, right? Hi guys, is Jackie and John. Yeah. Yeah. Hi guys, are you uh, ready to go down the rabbit hole with me? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, how long have you guys been married? Seven years. How long have you guys been swinging? Seven years. Ooh. So (laughs) when you first got together, was this, and you started a committed relationship, did you guys say that this was something you were interested in doing, or did you wait until after you got married? Uh, It was when we started, uh, when we reconnected, because we've known each other since high school. So when we reconnected seven and a half years ago, um, I owned swingers clubs, and I had for many years, and so the topic of swinging came up right away. Okay, that's cool. And then, so are th- is there truth to some of the things like if you have a purple door, you're interested in swinging, or a pineapple, or a, <laughs> a gnome, or a black wedding ring, or you put keys at the end of your table at certain restaurants that you're like, ready? <laughs> no. They're, like, yes. they're, so, they're like, this girl is so awkward. <laughs> no, oh my God, so... Absolutely. So the swingers that do that, yes, but there's people that are not swingers that do the same things. And so you, you might be careful if you're going to approach someone with, the, with their keys on the edge of the table at the restaurant. Oh, so if you swing, that means you go with a couple and then you both switch or can you go with anybody? So we're, we are we're I mean, us personally, we we're swingers you know, the lifestyle, but we're also in an open relationship. So Jackie and I play together and we also play separately. Okay. And so now we have a lot more questions to ask because I was understanding, (laughs) I was understanding swinging way more than I was understanding the open relationship for the open relationship. Do you guys have to tell each other if it's somebody else? Is there any mention or it's just, no, we, we, we do. Maybe not necessarily beforehand, but it's always, it's always discussed because even our open relationship is still something we're doing together. Even though we play separately, you know, what what happens uh, during that time will be shared with each other. And, you know, it might lead to something hot between Jackie and I, or, you know, conversation. So we're definitely very open about our other relationships and honest about them. Do you ever get jealous? I have before. Yes. (laughs) What happens then? (laughs) You know, when when we were very first together, you know, I had no frame of reference for swinging. I had only been involved in your traditional monogamous relationships. So to make that switch, you know, there was a learning curve for me. So there there were some times early on where I found myself in the midst of some fears and So we had to talk about those. I had to kind of walk myself through them. You know, today, looking back, 
it seems so foreign that I would have felt like that, but I understand the progression that needed to happen in order to get me to where I am today, to where our relationship just is very natural to me. Do you think at first it was the conversation came up mainly because you wanted to make sure that you could stay with John or was it more you were have always kind of been open to the idea, but just nobody had brought it up before? I knew nothing about Sweeney. So it was never even in my, it was never even a conversation I was having because of the way I was raised. So to reconnect with John and then have him say, well, I own swingers clubs. I didn't even know what that was, but I was, I was on the outskirts of a divorce. And so I was kind of ready, I think for something different. You know, I felt like, gosh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do these basic monogamous relationships you know i'm a failure i'm outside of this marriage now i'm divorced i'm 48 years old there must be something wrong with me kind of mentality and so to have john bring this up i didn't immediately shut it down because one i didn't know anything about it and two there was some curiosity about it like well maybe this is going to offer something different that I haven't tried before and, and we'll see where it goes. And then how does it work at the clubs and can anyone go? You, uh, do you mean as far as how the clubs operate? Yeah. Like how, well, one, how are they marketed? How do you know if you're going to a swingers club? Once you get there, how do you say you're ready? What if you don't like the person that wants to swing with you? I mean, I'm, no, I'm yeah, deep, okay. guys. I want all the juice. Yeah. Well, look, you know, most swingers clubs in my clubs, our clubs, uh, are private clubs. So you have to fill out a membership application. Do you have to um, submit a photo really, with it? Uh, not at our club, but there's some parties. They're more selective about who attends. Um, we don't care about that. I mean, really, people from all walks of life, shapes, and sizes attend our clubs. The, um, you know, the main thing is you're you're in a relationship and are curious about the lifestyle in some way. That's how you know. That's what it would take to become a member. And uh, and then once you're there, you know, we 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 talk to couples all the time about how to what you need to do before your first experience. Maybe set some boundaries uh, for yourselves as a couple. Don't break them. Uh, you know, maybe the the husband has a fear of his wife kissing another man, and so that might be, you know, a pretty simple boundary. Maybe they don't want to play with another couple. They're just going to play in the, in, the, in the vicinity of another couple. Not to be and, ignorant, but is play sex? Play, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know if it's like fooling around or play is like the real, the full deal. No, it's it, a little it, bit. It can be, yeah. I mean, but it can be. For okay. sure. I mean, really playing could, could, could just be laying on a bed in an area where other people are laying on beds and you just are making out with your wife, your husband. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have sex. Does it happen in the clubs or you just meet the people in the clubs and then you do this other places? So there's two different types of clubs. Some are off premise where people go to the place and they have sex off the premise, you know, like maybe hotel parties or something like that. Um, But our clubs are on premise clubs. So people have sex at the club. Wow. What if you get all all of a sudden you realize, like, no, I don't want to do this. Then that's it. 
Then you're just out. Say, Peace. You Deuces. don't want to do it, and maybe you have a signal with your partner to let them know that you're you know already. Maybe you just come out and say like, uh, "This isn't for me. Let's uh, go have another drink." Well, you guys, I can't thank you enough for being so open and vulnerable and sharing with us because you know it. We really knew nothing going into this other than what we could find on the internet. <laughs> and we could keep talking to you guys. I yeah, think, for like another hour. Uh, we could, but we're like getting that, you know, we, we're, like, we're like, oh no, we're running out of time. But thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Sure. Well, we appreciate you talking to us and taking the time to, to listen to our side of the story. So. Don't you worry. I'll be checking out your blog, openlove101.com. Great. Thanks, guys. I mean, so I know I don't know you that well, but... Would you ever do this? I don't think I could. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't think I could. I mean, uh, part of it, I was like, okay, this seems like they're, they're healthy and understanding. And then part of me, I was like, that like broke my heart a little bit too, because I can imagine the highs and lows that you must have to feel mm-hmm. all the time. And I think you're never actually feeling secure with your husband or wife. Like I he seemed very secure. Like she seemed, she was very vulnerable and honest and kind and like, you know, straightforward, but he seemed very secure in what he was doing, but you could tell she's still, you know, figuring it out. And I, you know, I appreciated her being able to share that way, but I think that's the way a lot of women are going to feel. Mm -hmm. Um, so that for me, I mean, it's like middle ditch said, he said, I'm the gas. She's the brakes. Cause she doesn't want to do it. That's the problem. And if your whole marriage is, you don't want to do it. It's, that's going to wear on you more than mm-hmm. just not having an open relationship, I think, and trying to keep things spicy other ways. Right. I mean, from that, speaking of spicy, <laughs> we got to talk about some of this toe sucking that's been going down. Why is everybody doing it? Uh, what do you mean? I love it. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Jillian, your skin is so good. I have a feeling you've already been downing some beauty chews on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I, I do. I mean, Beauty Chews has changed the game when it comes to skincare. They've created a gummy that contains a very unique ingredient that is scientifically proven to keep your skin looking youthful and healthy. Who doesn't want that? Right. And we face so many toxins in our daily life, pollution, toxins in our food, caffeine, the sun. There's so many. Lack of sleep, just everyday stress. So when they build up over time, that's when we start to see our skin aging. That's why we need Beauty Chews gummies as a part of our daily routine. And you know what? They are delicious. They have this unique ingredient that Beauty Chew uses, and it's a very special red algae antioxidant and is nicknamed the Fountain of Youth. Love that. It is 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C. And it not only slows down aging in our skin by increasing hydration and protecting our collagen, it can actually reverse the damage that's already been done, which is why it's never too late to start. And they only launched a few weeks ago and have already created such a devoted fan following from the hundreds of girls noticing a change in their skin. And they taste like fruit punch. (laughs) So good. And only one gram of sugar. And you know I love that. Only, yeah, per gummy. (laughs) Um, They're available on Amazon or through their website and get $10 off of your first one month supply of beauty chews. Go to yourbeautychews.com and enter Teddy at checkout. That's yourbeautychews.com and enter capital T-E-D-D-I at checkout. Okay, so in regards to the toe sucking, I got to start with like the most obvious. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever sucked anyone's toes? <laughs> I never have, and I have never had my toes sucked. 
I haven't either. And I actually asked my husband and I were talking about it because, you know, I was going down the rabbit hole because of all of these people toe sucking. <laughs> and I was like, babe, I have a question. Would you ever want me to suck your toes? And he was like, no. And I go, good, because I'd rather cut my own face off than suck your toes. And he goes, you think I'm dying to suck your toes? And I'm like, well, they are so cute and look like sausages. But either way, I just, I can't imagine being sexually aroused. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I don't know. Maybe I am just, my, my eyes are too closed to the possibility of what could be so sexual about toe sucking. Right. And we've never tried it. So how do we know? Uh, we'll have to. I don't know, but I don't think we should try today. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of questions, but I mean, there are so many people toe sucking. Julianne Huff's to- is loves her toes being sucked. Yes, her husband Brooks. He admitted that she loves it, but he doesn't make her suck his toes. No, that's no. a good husband, at <laughs> least. Like you know what? I'm not going to make you go there. I mean, men men's feet. There's to me, there's nothing more disgusting than seeing a man in like flip flops. <laughs> Or mandals. The, like, oh, I can't wait to get those bad boys in my mouth. No! <laughs> Lamar Odom was sucking toes. Babies are sucking their parents' toes. Army They're Hammer. posting it on Instagram. Yes, yeah. That I don't even need to get into on that rabbit hole. Like, I had enough. Like, I read his comments. I was like, here for the comments. And then I was done. <laughs> but I, I do think that we need to get a toe expert on the line to really give give us the juice on like what it is and is it a control thing you just want to be able to say you know what i can get them to suck my feet (laughs) or do they really just love it okay so there's a guy named the toe bro yes who i think we're gonna get a lot of these questions answered all right, Tobro. <laughs> we, we have a couple questions. Our questions aren't necessarily surgery related, but yeah. they are about the cleanliness of toes. Yes. Like how dirty are toes? It depends on how clean the person is. But yes, toes could be pretty dirty depending on the environment they're in. What's dirtier, a tongue or a toe? Probably the tongue. Ew! No <laughs> way. Sorry, Edwin. No we're way. never making out again. <laughs> they, no. They're they saying that hands are dirtier than feet. So, But tongues? That's in your mouth. I'm like brushing it. There, there's a lot of back. Well, maybe your mouth's pretty good. Other people's mouths are oh, th- good. Thanks, Tobro. It's me. I'm like <laughs> killing it. Um, so how should one properly prepare to have their toe sucked? Oof. Definitely some good soap and water and scrub that baby down. Ooh. And uh, get all the toe jam out. No! <laughs> what if somebody has athlete's foot or something? Or planner's warts. Right. Can it transfer anywhere? Yes, it can. So that is the gross thing about about feet. So if that person had warts on his toe and you suck on that toe, you could definitely get some warts around the mouth no and what what would it be called around your mouth would it still be called planters warts no so a, a planters warts is just a wart usually on the bottom of the foot so it'd just be like an an oral wart not the same as genital warts but it'd be another type of warts that you know kids you or know people what? get on That's their hands not enough i'm good with the oral warts <laughs> yeah. um okay and then <laughs> Oh, and fungus for sure. So like That's you're saying about gonna... athlete's foot, yeah. Fungal fe- infection of the skin on, on the toe can definitely, you can get it in your jaw. That's why they call it jock itch. And that can spread to anywhere on the body. So that Your toe go... stuff is what causes jock itch? 
it's the same kind of fungus. Yep. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a son and now I'm all amped up about the thought of him getting athlete's foot and jock itch. Okay. So he, yeah, it's pretty, pretty gross. He just got to make sure he dries in between the toes. That's huge. Wait, so I have a question. Is there a scientific reason as to why people like getting their toes sucked? I don't know if there is, but I would say, but I would say using the Tobro mine is that there's a lot of nerve endings on the bottom of your foot. So I guess those being stimulated might make some people feel good. Do you think it's also a control thing? That's not (laughs) mine. It could be. (laughs) He's like, listen, lady, I, you know, I do surgeries. Oh no, but me dealing with field day, when I saw that video, I was just shocked. I was so disgusted. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of videos. It's hard to narrow them down. I've been down all of the rabbit ho- holes of oh, toe-sucking but, videos. But, oh, it's, yeah, it could be pretty gross. Because I just think of all the feet I see every single day. And the average person's foot isn't the cleanest or this doesn't smell the prettiest. So I just can't imagine just having a little baby suck on a toe. That was just shocking. What's the grossest thing you've ever seen on a foot or a toe? An infected wound. Those are probably the grossest things you could ever smell or see. You know what? Adding the smell in, that was a low (laughs) blow, Tobro. (laughs) Well, honestly, we couldn't have done this without you. Um, Now we kind of, we're we're definitely sold on the fact that we don't need to be sucking toes anytime soon. But but bottom line, if we do, wash our feet first. Wash your feet with soap and water and don't have any open wounds. (laughs) I think I think we can those follow are good those points. Those are, that's basically it. Yep. <laughs> and we can watch the Tobro on A and E. Oh, we can't. I yes. cannot wait. We're going to learn even more about feet. But no toe sucking. Just about feet. That's fine. Okay, fine. Hello. Hi, is this Doctor Stephanie? Yes, it is. Hi, it's Teddy and Jillian. Well, hello there. Hi. So How are you? We're good. We're just, you know, stuck on some things that we were hoping to get some questions <laughs> answered from you if you have a couple minutes. And we thought we'd call the sex guru. Oh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm honored to be a part of your show. <laughs> well, thanks. So <laughs> Thank uh, you for having me. we're just going to dive right in. Let's do it. What is like, what is a toe fetish? Okay. Well, a toe fetish is part of the foot fetish, which is actually very common. There's actually several degrees of a foot fetish. One is a true fetish that um, someone cannot get an erection or aroused or have an orgasm unless it involves the foot or the toe or any part of the foot that they have the fetish about. The other part is just a simple kink, uh, meaning uh they're turned on by toes or they're turned on by feet, but they don't necessarily have to have them to achieve the erection or achieve the orgasm. And then the, there's also the um, worshiping aspect of the feet, which a lot of people are into and of the toes. And it's common for you. You said worship, worship. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's my that's my Texas accent coming out. No, I just wanted to make sure like they worship the feet like the feet are like queen or Right. Uh-huh. Well, if it's the female, she's uh, her feet are being worshiped as if she's the goddess. 
And uh, yeah, and they suck on her toes, and it's sort of like it's a control thing. Well, uh, sort of like a a dominant submissive type of thing. Yes, I guess it could be considered control, and vice versa. Um, You know, the uh, the female or the male that is um, worshiping the feet of the male or sucking his toes is wanting to show him that he's he's the god. He's you know his master. you know, sucking on his toes to bring him pleasure. And, you know, there's a lot of nerve endings in the feet, too, that a lot of people find very erotic. We actually just heard that. What's more common for the person who gets their toes sucked to get off or the person that's doing the toe sucking? Uh, I think it, if you're looking for the a perfect world, uh, you need two partners that are fully into it. Oh, because a lot uh, of what yeah. we read, it's very one-sided. It can be, but the problem with, because I deal, that's my specializations is fetishes. And so I deal with a lot of individuals uh, who have certain fetishes and I tell them straight out, own your fetish, be proud of that because that's what make you uni- makes you unique and special. So therefore you have to be upfront and honest when you're seeking a partner so that you can get someone that's into that as well. There's someone out there for everyone. <laughs> I received an email a couple weeks ago from a guy and he was very upfront and he said, the reason I'm contacting you is I would love to just massage your feet. Mm -hmm. And he said for a half hour, an hour, whatever you're comfortable with, I'll even pay you. This is a stranger, a complete stranger, but he was very, upfront, very nice about it. But like Mm -hmm. you said, very upfront and said that I just, I have a fetish and I want to touch your feet. And I said, I didn't respond. But um, <laughs> of I, like, not. Oh, well, I mean, there's you. websites dedicated. Well, he was to- he was uh, wanting to worship your feet. You know, he wanted to worship you as a goddess, but it was a sexual arousal for him. So unless you're that was something you wanted to do, um, it's wise of you not to do it. Do you think yeah. it's possible that people could have a toe fetish and not even know it just because they've never given it a shot? Um, no, not a fetish. (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure I have any fetishes. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, orders often occur early in childhood or right around the time we start to get sexual, like through adolescence or, you know, depends on if you're late bloomer, early 20s. That's when you know you got it. It's not usually something that develops later in, in life. Oh, that's but again, it, it, it makes you special, makes you unique. Great. Neither of us are special. Great. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll develop mine at 40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Stephanie. You provided us with so much good information. And I feel like I'm leaving this well aware now. Mm-hmm to make some some big decisions and i want to keep my feet clean at all times you never know (laughs) you never know now on that on that note you have to remember that there are plenty of people out there that their fetish is smelly feet no you know what dr stephanie that was a lot (laughs) i'm sorry Yes, ma'am. I'm I'm an expert on this. Oh. <laughs> I've heard it all. Trust me. <laughs> wow. You know what? I'd be happy. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Well, I know what I'm definitely don't have a fetish for. Smelly feet. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. And you can find out more Bye. about Dr. Stephanie at stephaniehunterjones.com. 
Wells, are you going to come over? I feel like we need some like testosterone over here to really. You've been making some comments over there. I, yeah, like what is it called from the side? What I the peanut gallery? The peanut gallery. <laughs> I've been listening to this entire episode, and I love it. Well, it's thanks. gotten super weird, <laughs> which I'm excited about. Um, one, Danielle brought up the pineapple thing, which is fantastic. So I lived in Nashville for like 12 years, and there is a uh, c- community that lives outside of Nashville that the pineapple thing is a real thing. So we heard about this, and I know someone who, like, told us that they lived there, and they're like, oh, dude, did you hear about the pineapple? The pineapple means you're a swinger. But do you have to live in a certain part of town to qualify? Like, I don't know. Like, just in Nashville, this was just, like, right outside of Nashville, um, and, like, a lot of people live there. And so I knew someone who lived there, and we used to just go put pineapples on no. his porch. No, would he all get all no- the time? Would people knock? I don't know. I I was just excited about putting the pineapple there, and I was like, "You didn't follow up. You didn't even go down the rabbit hole." I was just excited about that. I was just excited about like someone who would want to have sex with them because of the pineapple. That was where I left it. Well, I couldn't have left it there. I'd have to follow up. No, people came. People might have came. People might have. I mean, you know, in a lot of you different know ways. Well, not that kind of show. Wells, we keep it high, high brow here. I've listened to this entire show. <laughs> this is exactly what this show is. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Sorry about also, my luck. Real quick, is the show called Down the Rabbit Hole? No, it's called Teddy T Pod. No, it, change the name of the show. <laughs> it needs to be called Teddy Goes Down the Rabbit Hole because that's what you've talked about this entire time about going down the rabbit hole. I know. Well, because there's but there's so many rabbit holes. I know. There's, there's so a many pineapple more to... rabbit hole. There's a toe sucking rabbit hole. Do there's you, a million are, rabbit okay, holes. Okay, so are you into toe sucking? Yes or no? No, but I've sucked on a toe. Just one? Currently? No, not currently, but I have sucked on a toe. I'm, I'm like, I'm, were you into it? You're excited to suck on a toe? Or you're into weird situations where you're you're trying things. You know what? I haven't. I tried, but it's different. It's different for women than I think it it is for men. I really do. Someone said, "Yeah, there." Mm -hmm. Because men's feet are disgusting. Absolutely. (laughs) Like no, there's just actually don't even have socks on. I can't even imagine what's going on in there. (laughs) No, I actually do have socks on, but I have like these socks on that are like even sexier. Like. ballet socks which i'm just not impressed with at all um but it's different though i think because for men if you're making sweet sweet love Mm -hmm. women's feet are up in the air no matter what you know yes what like i've had hands touching and kissing of the legs but there's never been a necessity for the toes there's never a necessity for anything that happens in the bedroom yeah, actually, there is. I mean, like, a couple, <laughs> there's, a, there's like three I hate things. to break it to you, Wells. There's some necessity. There's like three things that needs to have happen. <laughs> but sometimes you get weird with it. Really, and then... for me, it's like one. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I did it. I, 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 I did it one time, a couple times. Okay, so one already went to a couple times. So it's pretty Don't common, ju- Jillian. We are like not in the mix. Yeah, of no. we're like behind. No. And I, when you were sucking this toe, this one toe, were you enjoying it? Because I feel like, I don't know, does the person doing the sucking enjoy it as well as the person who's getting 
Their toe sucked? I don't know. I just think I was like involved in whatever weirdness that was happening. Was the toe being thrusted near your face? <laughs> and like you were like, oh, this is something no, they that's want. What I, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> if the legs are up in the air, God, I hope my mom doesn't want, listen to this show. I, that's what I'm thinking this entire podcast. I'm like, my poor family. I've done so much damage to my family <laughs> that it doesn't matter at this point. But like if the legs are up in the air, then there's just like that's around you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I get the visual. I like, still don't get the necessity. There's no necessity for any of this stuff that we're doing, but it, it, it happens. Okay. It happened. It happened. It happened. A couple of times, apparently. It happened a couple of times. It's not something that like, I, I stick with, but it's a thing. It's not your go-to move? It's not my go-to move. <laughs> okay. My other thing that I wanted to talk about by listening to this whole thing, because it is very evident that it seems like you guys are like against the guy on the polyamorous um, open relationship thing. Yeah. But have you guys heard of, and I don't know if I'm going to say this right, cuckolding? No. How did I, I miss this? Is. So like cuckolding, like a, like a cuckold or something, it's like a thing. I, I need more information because I don't have my phone easily accessible. To do you want me to do this <laughs> on your show? Yeah. Okay. Um, so like a cuckold, I think, and I could be totally wrong about this. This is different than the toe-sucking thing. This is something that I do not know about, but it's when a woman sleeps with another man in front of their boyfriend or husband and, like, shames him about it. Well, that's because the man wants it, though. He wants to be shamed. I watched all about this on, what is the show? Billions! Yeah, I mean that's it's not that's not real life, I guess. But either way, he enjoyed being shamed by his wife. Okay, so like oh, yeah. it, it's still a discussion that they've had. So he will go, and whether they're going to a sex club or whatever it is, that's something that made him get off. So the man's still doing it for the man. I guess, but I, I don't know. Like the, just the envisioning what that looks like that nope. can't be for the man. I think that like both parties are enjoying that. I don't really know. I don't really know. I haven't tried, but I I think that, okay, I'll agree with you. Maybe I was a little one-sided on the situation. That being said, all of the experts we had come on were also with me. Yeah. I agree with you, but like there was just like, I wish we had a a call that was the cuckold call. Well, don't you worry. I have have research. Where's the cuckold call? Yeah, you know what? There's a couple. You don't have to shame to me because I didn't go down shaming. every rabbit hole. <laughs> you know what? You only have so many hours in a night. I think technically the cuckold is... <laughs> oh, yeah. it's cuckold. Well, it's like cuckold. cuckolding, cuckoldery, cuckold. Yeah. There's all variations. It's a man who is aware of his wife's infidelities. It doesn't explicitly say he has mm. to watch it, but that <laughs> you might just be like added salt to the like, <laughs> You're like that sounds so torturous. I was like, I, why don't we just get up and leave up. the room? Let's just make up a new term and just start. This is what people do now. It's called what should we do? I can't come up with a name. I'm not creative. So Wellsing. Well, no, oh, no, Wellsing! Nope, 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 nope. Brilliant! Nope, nope. Oh, you, you the Wells? The thing about cuckolding is the closeness of the <laughs> yes! cuck part to yes! like another word. Yeah, I don't yeah, like Yeah, I didn't miss like, that. Like cuckolding? Like it was yeah. like, wow. But that's why I thought that maybe Wells was right, but now, you know, now we know he's just made up a term himself, but 
Either way. So a man knows his wife's cheating on him. Okay. And he's like into it. He's into it. I think he gets so. off on it. From he what get, I understand. He gets off it. on the fact that other people are into his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also think that there's another wrinkle in it where the... Please don't say wrinkle in this topic. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> another fold into it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Go. That he likes being talked down to in front of the other man. Yeah, that I, that's like some effed up stuff. I, I don't I even... th- Wait, I thought this is what this podcast was. I'm no, so I'm confused. just good. This is good. No, this is good. I'm just saying like who I can't imagine being like talk down to me and have sex with somebody else in front of me. These two things make me feel great. So no matter what the guy that's in the corner watching, he's into it. It's not like he's being held there against that, his that's will. That's the husband, though. Mm-hmm. But he's into it. Like he's OK with I don't happening. know, but I know it's a thing. OK. <laughs> He ha- he. This he hasn't experienced. I have it. not experienced that, <laughs> but I know it's a. Th- I've heard about it. Like okay. I mean, and like that. Here's that I think that goes deep. I mean, I don't know. I I have no degrees in anything, but like yeah. I feel like that has to go down to some like sh- deep down childhood shame or something that's like For way sure. past like somebody being a little bit narcissistic and wanting all the chicks. Right. Yeah, you're right. You want to be shamed. Everyone's by your- messed up, though. I messed up. Look at me. You know? I spend hours on the internet researching nonsense. You didn't look into cuckolding? <laughs> no, I've never I, heard of that. You know what? I dropped the ball. You didn't oh, look no. into Welsing? I, did, what's I didn't happening? know that Welsing was a thing. <laughs> By the way, the episode is not allowed to be called Welsing. Okay? <laughs> you know what? No, I'm we'll putting that out you there right now. You can't trademark it. You just can't. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Wells, Wells was on The Bachelorette. He was on Bachelor in Paradise. He's the bartender from this past episode or this past season. And earlier before we started, I was sitting in this room and there was just Bachelor Nation just sprawled out across the room. And I was doing everything in my power to like be normal, watching you guys all interact in real life. I'm such a fan of the franchise. Yeah. And I was just so excited to see everybody in this room. Is it weird to see us interact with each other like in a normal setting? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys are so normal. Totally. And we're all, like, very friendly. I think that the one thing that people don't remember when they watch the show is that everyone's super friendly because we all experience some weird thing that not a lot of people can relate to, you know? Um like being broken down and ripped apart and have like nothing but therapy every single day about like weird relationships mm-hmm. makes this weird bond that happens. Yes. And while then, on national television. While on national television. And, the, and the, well, here's the, the thing that I think that everyone forgets. It happens and that's like really raw and really real. And then four months later it airs and then you have to relive it. And that's a a tough thing for a lot of people to experience. And so when all of us come together, even people that like – it's always funny to me like when people are not friends in the show or like enemies or villains or whatever and then you bring them together, they're still cool with one another because like no one can relate to what it was like living on that beach or whatever it was or being in Prague, you know, week seven of a show. Uh it's just this weird. It connects you in a way. It's a weird thing. That, it's this glue that brings everyone together. So, like, for you to see us all together, like, 
first of all, I love everybody because I'm the bartender, so like everyone has to like me. But um, <laughs> yeah, life hack. Uh, but goals. For, yeah, but for the most part, like we're all super tight, and the show can make us look like we're against one another, but that's not really the case for the most part. Yeah, I loved seeing that today. Yeah, and the show is what essentially brought you to find love not necessarily on the show but thanks to a tweet i haven't even gone down this rabbit hole yet oh yeah i need all the i need all the info so um what happened was is that i was on the bachelorette like years ago well that i know i'm on that that part you're on that part of the rabbit hole yeah that i know i mean the other part of the rabbit hole you don't know is that um my fiance uh is a huge fan of the bachelorette and she like tweeted about me on the show. And What'd then, she say? So it was like a men tell all and I made a couple literary references and I think she tweeted out like, Wells is the best he actually can read, you know, like <laughs> who, who knew like bachelor people could read or something like that. Uh, and then I think I responded to that. And, Publicly on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think like jokingly and then we started DMing and then like things didn't, pan out and then I became the bartender and then she was excited about that and tweeted about that and then I responded to that and then we started talking again and then uh, fast forward to today we're engaged to be married and congratulations Sarah Highland from Modern Family yes I love this this is so good I mean I'm so old that like back in my day if I wanted to like meet somebody I had to like go to attempt to dance at a club and like someone come (laughs) chat with me like Sliding into DMs is a whole new... Well, and Wells kind of started this trend now of these people from Bachelor, Bachelorette, dating celebrities. Yeah, Tyler C. is now dating Gigi. I saw that! (laughs) I I don't know if this is true, but I saw that like he couldn't... He chose Gigi over The Bachelor or something like that. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) Not a hard choice. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Uh, Yeah, he... I mean, I like the joke is that I walked so Tyler and Mike could run. Like, he says the joke. He's like grinning with pride. <laughs> yeah. Starting to get like, red. You, you don't understand like how excited <laughs> I am about this because I did so much legwork to like make this a thing. But hold on. Tyler who hold on. Not Ty- Mike who was just here. Mike who's yes. just here. Is, is dating Demi Lovato. They've been on. Supposedly Demi and him are like a thing. Did he say anything today? I mean, I'm not going to say this on this podcast, but I'm excited about it. That's all that needs to be said. Your voice went up, so he is. No. He said something about it. He did. No, it did. <laughs> and then um, Nick Vile. Vial. Is that how you oh, pronounce Vial. his Vial. name? Oh, Vial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. with uh, Summer from the OC, right? Yes, Rachel Bilson. Oh. Rachel yes. But I don't, know if that's, I don't know if that one's true. And I'm friends with Nick, so he hasn't, he hasn't told me that. But well, we the should most find Nick out. thing in the world would be be for him to not tell me this so so that you could find out yeah and then talk about it on some <laughs> well i like podcast. rachel bilson who you doesn't know. well you know you what know? you've really you've led a movement here i i feel i'm very proud of i'm that excited done. to see the couples to come yeah we'll see you know? <laughs> for sure call this wellsing this is this, a, this could be this, wellsing yes. this is much better mm-hmm. than the other thing. you can stand by this one this one I'm proud of. Okay. All the right. The other one, not so much. Before you go, Wells, what did you think of Luke P? Oh, God. From Hannah's season. That guy scared me. Like, leg- I've never been, like, legitimately scared from watching a show. 
but he was like on a different level, and like I could wish him the best and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love uh, it. I mean, <laughs> I wish him the best. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> That's the most southern thing in the world. Uh, but like the most like, I don't know, like sociopath, narcissist guy ever. And he went so far on that show. Gaslighting. Oh. You guys, we, next week, gaslighting. Should we go down? We should Wait, go- so what is it? Is it should, so gaslighting would be like, okay, let's say you're in a relationship and you're talking about, hey, I, I would love if you could just, you know, reciprocate more. Okay, I will do that. And then three weeks later, they treat you like bleep. And you're like, hey, remember we sort of discussed uh, you reciprocating more. We never talked about that. Or it would be, uh, I would have reciprocated more, but you didn't do blah, 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 and blah. So it's actually your fault that I'm the way that I am. Wait, hold on. You just o- overtook that whole thing. Are we doing narcissism or are we doing gaslighting? It's, it's, They're it's all the connected. The narcissist. Well, it's all I don't narciss- think so. Yes. Gaslighting is an action. Being a narcissist is a state of Gaslighting being. is something narcissists do. do. Yes. Fair. Fair. Okay, so maybe we'll talk in the vein of narcissism, gaslight, and sociopaths. Sociopath, yeah. Which one are killers? Sociopaths Ooh. are killers. Yes. Oh, I love to talk about Narcissists that. are just... Douche lords. F-boys. Yeah. Gaslighting guys are literally everyone you're going to meet at the bar tonight. <laughs> okay. And that's where we are. <laughs> the people that were just in this room. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess uh, we got to close up. Yeah, that was great. We got to we got to close the hole tonight. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 